0: Good morning. You're listening to 10 Minutes on Tuesday for Propel, and I'm your host, James Haken of Elliot's. I'm delighted to be joined today by Mark Morris of the website and social media presence of chefs, Staff Canteen. Great to have you on the show, Mark. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, the Staff Canteen, and how you ended up being here doing this? The Staff
1: Canteen was byproduct of a recruitment company that I started and still have and it originated as a forum on that website and we called it the staff canteen and it's probably the question we get asked more than any other question why did you call a website for chefs the staff canteen and if you think back to six or seven years ago or actually slightly longer now seven or eight years ago when we started um, this was pre-facebook pre-ipads pre um, and one of the main ways to communicate online were via forums So we just saw a forum area as an area where chefs could sit, talk, chew the fat and that's I hope where the term the Staff Canteen and and, and what the logo says.
0: It's brilliant to learn so much about Staff Canteen, it would be great to understand what you think chefs kind of overall perception of social media is and where you think it fits within the industry, particularly from that kind of angle that you look at.
1: Firstly I think chefs have really embraced social media. Um, and I think that, first and foremost, there's, there's there's a misconception in the business community that Twitter is the be-all and end-all of social media. In our, in our opinion, it's not. It's, it's the darling of the press, and it gets more press coverage at the moment because there's always some footballer that's tweeted something that they shouldn't have done or some celebrity that's done something. So it tends to be quite high-profile. If you look at it in terms of metrics of what drives more traffic back to us then Facebook is really um, the, the, the number one tool for us but I think the way that chefs use it are it, they use it very much as a communication tool on Twitter you know Twitter's pretty much replaced text messages so they use it to, to, to directly communicate what are you doing what are you up to um, I think the smarter ones are using it as a PR exercise so here's our lunch menu here's a photo of our lunch menu um, you know we're recruiting do you want to be part of the team And so people are using it in many, many different ways. And I think, like ourselves, the smarter chefs, you know, if you look at the likes of uh, Jason Atherton, for example, if you look at his Facebook page, he's very photo-led, lots of great images on there, lots of stories and celebrating the awards that him and his team have won. Um, Whereas his Twitter account is, is, um, you know, a, a, a different message.
0: It's really interesting, Mark. The Most of the names you talk about there are kind of big, well-known chefs that I'm sure everyone listening would have certainly heard about. But I'm wondering whether you think that there's a kind of broader use of social media beyond kind of chef patrons and these award-winning restaurants.
1: No, I think, I think the big names will always drive attention because they are big names. And, and by nature, they have, you know, very, very high followings. Um... But if you look, I mean, there's a, there's a guy on Instagram, Daniel Watkins, who we've featured. And without sounding disrespectful to that, uh, Daniel's operation, he works um, at, a, at, a, at a really great... Uh, I don't like the term gastropub because it always conjures up crazy images in my mind. But um, he uses Instagram absolutely amazingly. I mean, he has more followers than some of the big-name chefs that I mentioned earlier on Instagram Um, because of the quality of image that he produces. Um, And he's constantly uh, updating his food um, and he's constantly communicating what he's doing via Instagram. So I I think that's the beauty of social media, is that historically, 15, 20 years ago, if you wanted to be in the press or you you wanted to get noticed by the press, one, you probably had to be in London because... um, Rightly or wrongly, the press seemed to get a nosebleed if they came out of London. Um, but two, you had to, I guess, have something that was uh, marketable and people wanted to talk about, it, and that was normally accolades, or it was normally great food, um, or, or or both. Um, uh, uh, but now, what you'll get, you know, you don't have to have a Michelin star to have a Twitter account. You don't have to have a Michelin star to have an Instagram account. Uh, you know, what, what we've seen with, tw- with social media is a complete levelling of the playing field. And, you know, Daniel, Daniel Watkins has the same tools accessible to him in terms of social media coverage as Jason Atherton does. Uh, and it's just how you use that and how you exploit it, I think.
0: Taking that all a little bit further, Mark, just wondering if you're kind of seeing businesses encouraging social media use and kind of promoting their chefs and teams to get involved in engagement. Across the social platforms,
1: I think that again, if you if you look at some of the um, higher profile chefs, um, Tom Kerridge is a great one. is a great example of celebrating what his team does. So, whenever we've done videos with Tom, Tom always wants to include his team. You know, it's it's never it's never just about Tom. And one of the features we do. Well, is you know a feature where the chefs are always saying to us you need to feature this guy, you need to feature this guy and I think what the smart guys and girls in the marketplace are doing is, is using social media to celebrate those, those um, really strong people within their team and what, what, what they realise and a lot of them with multi-restaurants, multi-outlets um, international portfolios is that they are one person they cannot do it without their team and they're very very good and very quick to say this is the guy that's on the hot plate or this is the guy that's running this or this is the lady that serves you or this is our sommelier and celebrating those people.
0: I always kind of try and throw in a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek question uh, within these kind of interviews Mark and I'm going to uh, drop it in now. Obviously uh, we are a marketing and PR agency at Elliot's and we we're involved in kind of promote social media usage within our clients one of the things that we try and do quite often is to keep it real we try and encourage our clients to do it themselves and we guide them within that path and help them to make sure it's consistent but uh what's your opinion between kind of marketing or pr departments of restaurants running their own twitter account or chefs themselves
1: i I think that the challenge you have with social media is a lot A lot of people are, you know, some of the chefs that we've already mentioned are incredibly busy and don't always have the time to do it 99% of them do it themselves Um, but I think that the fact that it is original and the fact that it does come from the actual person, I think one helps the audience connect better I think two, you know if there is a spelling mistake in it do you know what, so what, it's not the end of the world life still goes on Um, But I think that, for for, for me anyway, I I think, you know, as I said earlier, what social media does is it's kind of leveled the playing field for everyone. And I think if you're tweeting a PR company and you're getting a response from a PR company to a degree, you're not speaking directly to that chef. Um, And I think that that still becomes then a barrier to that chef. And I think that's kind of what social media is about. And that's what social media is trying to break down, but I understand that, you know, some chefs are very busy and they don't have the time to necessarily respond to everything, but, you know, if you tweet Tom Kerry or you tweet Sat Baines 99% of the time, well, not 99% of the time, all of the time it's them that reply. You know, they, they, they do their own Twitter, they do their own uh, communication, and I think that's what makes it really interesting, and that's probably why they have the social followers that they do. Um, and you can probably tell it's them tweeting from some of the tweets that they put out and i 'm sure people in their p r companies at times are, uh, 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 are going oh maybe we shouldn 't have you know maybe we shouldn 't have tweeted that
0: another angle that I find really interesting, mark is that when I'm out and about and I'm talking to people, particularly within group or uh, kind of multi, multi-site operators, they're kind of really are unsure about whether to let go of control from central marketing and the kind of head office function to a unit level, to operators. And it's interesting that you're obviously talking about chefs specifically getting involved and wondering if you've kind of got any thoughts on that as to whether you think it's a good idea, bad idea, uh, within those, particularly those kind of multi-site operators.
1: I think that that's, you know, I, th- I think social media just becomes a part and parcel of everyone's job now. So if you're a chef, um, it's not just about cooking anymore. I think that, you know, you need to you need to understand how you communicate, how you market, how you project yourself. And I think that if you're the, the, the guy or the girl that's doing that in a kitchen or you're the restaurant manager and you're serving the food or whatever your role is within the operation. Um, reason that you can't become part of the marketing for that chain of restaurants and I think it's much more individual and much more personal even within a group of you know branded restaurants, each restaurant will still potentially have uh, its own slight quirk or its own slight identity and that restaurant manager or that chef may well make that unique it will have its own customer base its own unique following because Geographically, people are more likely to follow that restaurant in a certain area than they are uh, a restaurant in another area. And attached to that are people that work in those operations. And I think those are the people that should be tweeting and should be corresponding with customers, potential customers, you know, potential new recruits. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's almost got to become part of the modern-day role where... Um, People are given that responsibility. To do it. Obviously, there needs to be guidelines in place, just as there are guidelines in place for uniforms on duty and 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 other conditions of you know of, of any other workplace. I think social media just had to be treated the same
0: as that. One of the other things you've talked a lot about today is recruitment. Mark, really wondering whether you're seeing people actively looking for chefs who are able to tweet, be out there on social media, and also whether companies are using social media more and more now. To kind of encourage or promote their own recruitment brand, not just their consumer brand
1: yeah I, th- I think that um, I think I think job boards are great, and they will always play a part in the industry, but I think the ability to actually connect and understand more about an operation via whether that's photos, images, whatever it is. I think it's it's much more engaging than just a very functional seven shifts a week, you know, meals whilst on duty. Um, and, I, and I think what people are starting to do now is they're starting to put a personality into their recruitment, um, and that's either, as I say, you know, job ads now can have food photos in, they can have um, images in, they can have lots of things in them. Anything that that, that makes them stand out, anything that that, that gives them a bit of. Um, a USP above um, another hotel or restaurant. Recruiting chefs is a massive challenge and, you know, there's an industry shortage. So anything you can do to make yourself or add a personality to your job, to your, to your uh, job listing um, and to showcase what you do via rich media, I think is a, is a, is a huge advantage for anyone that's trying to recruit.
0: Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, I think that's all we've got time for today, but it's been really good to have you on the show and I'm sure everyone listening will have found what you've had to say very interesting. I know that I certainly have. Uh, For everybody listening out there, I want to thank you so much for tuning in for the second podcast. Be sure to look out for the next one. And uh, on behalf of Propel and Elliot, have a good day.